You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockold and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. This is episode number 20, and today we are looking back on the fixtures from the weekend of April 22nd. I, of course, am joined, as I always am, on the podcast by Tom Hiscott, the author of the Bulletin and, of course, the author of the Western League column in the non-league paper. Hello, Tom. How are you? Good afternoon, Ian. Yeah, I'm doing very well. Uh, was it a sporting weekend for you? It was. I mean, a little bit of, obviously, football reporting on the Saturday, and yesterday I was off to... I've watched more cricket in, in Bristol, uh, a little bit of county cricket, so yeah, not too bad. Obviously lovely weather, so made, made the most of it. It, it was lovely weather and uh, I managed to take the Knockholds family to uh, Oakfields where we watched uh, Melksham's game against Longwell Longwell Green we um, uh, we only caught the second half it would be fair to say but um, a really a really enjoyable um, afternoon out really it's a really good place um, to take the family I mean I think that of all the Western League games that um, uh, that I've gone to I mean my family's gone from Hengrove to Welton Rovers Radstock Town all over but it's a, it's a great it's a it's a great spectacle to take the family to, um, particularly in these times when you know football, professional football at least, is so expensive, and people do have fears of um, uh, for safety. But uh, you'll, you'll always get a good reception in a Western League ground. Anyway, that's my thought for the day. Uh, then we'll start with the Premier Division fixtures for Saturday, the 22nd of April, and we start with a with a box office clash between Bradford Town and Buckland Athletic. Yeah, battle between two of the top five sides, and it was uh, Buckland Athletic who came away with the three points. Uh, a 2 1 win away from home, and uh, they made the worst possible start going behind inside the first minute. Uh, Bradford's Lawrence Davis Wilson uh, putting the home side ahead. Uh, but uh, Buckland managed to fight back, and goals uh, before the break from Richard Grove and Simon Ravel. Help them to claim the 2-1-1. Now, regular listeners to the podcast will know that in recent weeks I've I've tried to coin the hashtag There's Always One. And Bridport against Brislington, well, you don't need to tell me the score. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll know what it is when I say there's always one. Indeed, a nil-nil draw. Uh, a goalless draw there. Uh, not much to talk about, unfortunately. Uh, two sides are probably going through the motions. A bit unfortunate. I mean... Nice weather, end of season, you'd maybe hope for a couple of goals, but it wouldn't be on Saturday. Well, if you were wondering where the goals were in Bridport, then uh, you'll have found them in Cadbury Heath. An absolute humdinger of a clash. Uh, Cadbury Heath against Will and Rovers. Yeah, seven-goal thriller. The, the match, I remember, uh, you picked out as the one you were uh, most most looking forward to this weekend. It certainly lived up to that. Uh, Corey Simpson fired uh, Cadbury into an early lead uh, before Will turned it on. Uh, just after the break, just before the break, sorry, with Brett Warby and uh, Ryan Guppy finding the back of the net. Uh, but Alan Campbell then managed to head home in, in first half, first half stoppage time, so it meant it was two all at half time. Uh, Ian Patchett then headed home uh, to put the, the Devon side ahead once more, but as had been the case earlier in the game, uh, Cadbury Heath managed to fire back once again, and they got on level terms with Harry Pace, uh, scoring his first of the game. And then uh, a late winner, uh, for just five minutes from time, Willem managed to get all three points uh, with Campbell uh, steering a header into his own net unfortunately well again if you're a regular listener to the podcast you'll know all about the curse of the podcast and it struck again um, poor old Gillingham Town who uh, was so impressed me um, in their win at Melksham Town recently they entertained Hallen and um, cue the great cue the great escape music Tom yeah cracking win for a 1-0 win away from home against an informed Gillingham side uh, and it was a pretty late goal, 71st minute, uh, Liam Henderson with his left foot, uh, firing Hallen into a 1-0 lead and they leapfrog, uh, bitten up into 18th spot. 
I'm delighted to be joined on the Tool Station Western League podcast by Ben Wilshire, the manager of um, Hallen. Ben, you've masterminded your team's great escape. Um, you must be very happy. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm very pleased with, uh, with where we've ended now. I mean, it's from, from when I took over to where we are now, mate, it's... Uh, it's, it's been a, a long and hard struggle, but we've got there eventually. You didn't start this season as manager. Um, rather, you, you came in, I believe, in October. Did you did you know what you were letting yourself in for? <laughs> and, uh, to be honest with you, mate, no, we didn't. I, uh, it was a bit of a... I, I got spoken to by the chairman, and it was a bit... The club was in a bit of dire straits. It uh, didn't look like we were going to be able to stay up. And uh, he just basically, he gave me the, the sort of the nod to sort of say, look, can you keep us up? And, and I, I went over and helped just because, uh, yeah, I, I played for him in the past and I didn't, I didn't want to see him go down, to be honest with you. Now, you come from, um, I, well, I believe that you come from the Bristol Manor Farm stable of uh, football management and, and you had quite a pivotal role in, um, in the history that they've made this season by securing promotion to the Southern League. Yeah, well, I, I like to think so, mate. I do like to think so. I mean, uh, the, the Manor Farmer were always, well, for me, they were always going to win the league, to be honest with you. They uh, they, they got some quality out there, but some really good players. And, uh, and they're a good bunch of lads as well. So, yeah, they deserved every success they got this year. Did that mean that you were rooting for them when they when they came to play you earlier in the month? Or were you, were you, were you hoping to put their promotion party on ice for a little bit longer? <laughs> well... Mate, I'm uh, well. For anyone that knows me, mate, I uh, when winning comes first, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, and Lila Shenko will uh, will appreciate me saying that. But uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sort of uh, put out a team to be rolled over. That's a sure fact. We uh, we definitely wanted to make it difficult for them. But uh, deep down, mate, I knew they they've got uh, a lot of quality in their team. That the uh, the the sort of results sort of showed that. To be honest. Well, you had an interesting run into the end of the season. Um, not only did you play Manor Farm, you also um, made the trip to um, Melksham in, in what proved to be a very tight game. You also played Sherbourne, where you had a, a good victory, but but you did lose out to your relegation um, rivals, Bitten. So it's been a real ro- roller coaster ride for you, isn't it? Yeah, it has, it has been, mate. Yeah, it has done. I mean. Uh... To, to be honest with you, but from, from the group of players that I, I've got down it, uh, it has at the moment. Um, they've applied themselves really well. Um, since I've taken over in, in late October, we um, I've had them in training twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and obviously games on Saturdays. But um, yeah, the, the, the boys have pretty much approached every game how I've wanted them, them to approach the game. Obviously, uh, what happened at Bitten was a bit of a setback. Um, and we were quite disappointed about the result there. But apart from that, mate, how we played against Melksham, Manor Farm, um, and obviously turning over Sherborne, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was really pleased with how we played. To be honest with you, mate, we competed with teams that have had a consistent team, and obviously with their budgets as well, they should be looking to turn the likes of us over. But um, yeah, we definitely made it difficult for them. Well, the sad news that Gillingham Town will no longer be a Western League club meant that there was only going to be one relegation spot left. But you, I, I know from a statement I've read on the club's website that the club didn't want to take advantage of that sort of administrative loophole. You wanted to finish clear of the bottom two places. So you must take some satisfaction that effectively it was the game against Gillingham that's given you such a good chance of doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a shame what is happening to Gillingham and that they are going down. But... Um... 
but to, to be honest with you, mate, like the, the bottom two was uh, it was it was always my sort of job to get out of the bottom two, and that's always been my my sort of uh, my my look upon it. I've um, I've always wanted to achieve getting out of the bottom two uh, to make sure that we were safe regardless um, of what happened with Gillingham and everything like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, what we've achieved is 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 what I set out to do. To be honest with you. Well, you've got one game left to um, go out of the, uh, this campaign on a high. You're away at Brislington. They've been in and out of form of late. How do you see that going? Well, to be honest with you, we're missing a couple of players, unfortunately, for the last game of the season. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the team that we're going to be set up with, uh, we, we, should, we should definitely go out there and give them a game. And we're, not, we're, not, we're looking to sort of get points out of it. So, um, so yeah, it should, be, it should be a tough task, but I think we'll be up for it. Well, you've earned, you've earned a rest at the end of the season. You've done a cracking job. And thank you very much for taking the time to speak to the podcast. And finally, the game I spoke about earlier, Melksham Town at home to Longwell Green Sports. Yeah, with Buckland's win earlier, uh, the one we mentioned, uh, Melksham had to win to stay up in third, and they did just that, a 3-1 win, uh, in front of the biggest crowd of the weekend. Uh, no surprises there. Uh, Dave Thompson took them ahead uh, before Longwell Green Sports. They've actually really good form. Uh, they've won three in a row. Uh, coming into this game, they managed to get back on level terms just before half time. Uh, but it was Melksham who, who enjoyed the best of the second half, uh, and further goals from Jake Hiscox and then Thompson again uh, secured all three points for them. Yeah, we need to talk about Dave Thompson's second goal. I did see that one. I, I missed the um, the other two goals um, Melksham scored and indeed Longwell Green's goal. But I, I, I'm very pleased to say that I, taught, I, I, I caught Dave Thompson's and it was an absolute belter. It was from distance. He was well outside the box, but he just caught it sweetly and it went in. The game was quite dead at the time. I say dead. It was 2-1 to Melksham. It, always looked, it looked like it was petering out. In fact, in fairness, it looked like it, you know Longwell Green, if they hung in there, they might even find an equaliser. Thompson just took it away from the visitors. It was an absolute belter. And again, I'm going to get bored of saying this every week, but a great advertisement for Western League football. You, you don't need to go to the Premier League. You don't need to go to professional football, football to see great goals because there was definitely one on show uh, at Melksham on Saturday. Anyway. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Tool Station. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Tool Station website. No. Yeah, I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect another helping hand from Tool Station. Your best mate for the job. And we'll move now down into the uh, into the first division. And uh, we'll open up with um, Calm Town against Chard Town. Yeah, I mean, Calm, this is probably a very surprising result. Uh, a 4-0 win at home to Chard. Uh, so obviously they were sitting in 21st, well they still are, uh, but they've pulled away from Almondsbury uh, and they've assured that they won't finish bottom thanks to a 4-0 win at home. Uh, Steve Allison was the hero scoring hat-trick uh, for the Lily Whites with Aaron Witchell also found in the back of that in what we want was a vital win for Ch- uh, Calm. Sorry. Plenty of goals at Cheddar and uh, Cheddar's good run at the end of the season continues. Yeah, they made sure of uh, third place this season uh, thanks to a 3-2 win at home to Westbury United. Uh, Christian Bell and George Booth scored in the first half to put Cheddar ahead uh, only on both occasions to see their goals uh, equalised by, by Westbury. 
before Robbie Mag strike uh, 50 minutes from time wrapped up the win for Cheddar. Normal service, I'm very pleased to say, has, re- has resumed with Hengrove. They were at home to Almondsbury. They've uh, assured themselves of a spot in the Premier Division next year. A 3 0 win at Norton Lane. Uh, they joined Wellington uh, in gaining the promotion. Uh, and they started the strongest of the sides and took, a, took an early lead uh, through Ben Crew. Uh, they then doubled their lead uh, early in the second half with Mark Fear before Luke Crew uh, scored a penalty late on uh, to wrap up the 3 0 win. So I'm delighted to welcome back an old friend of the Tool Station Western League podcast. Of course, we've had him on a couple of times before, uh, befitting the club's incredible uh, form, certainly in the second part of the season. It's Jamie Hillman, the manager of Hengrove Athletic. And Jamie, first of all, let me start by saying congratulations on um, securing your club's promotion to the Premier Division next season. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you. Um, you um, you've had a little bit of a wobble. Uh, in in recent weeks, I know it's it's been difficult getting over the line, but you returned to winning ways in emphatic style on Saturday against Almondsbury. Yeah, we, you know, I mean, we have had a wobble, I, I guess, if you like, because we we got points. Um, we lost against Cheddar. Um, we lost against Cheddar, and we threw against back in Porter's head. But we always knew that was going to be it was going to be tough games. You know, if if you would have said to me that you'll only drop seven points um, since Boxing Day up until the last game of the season then I would have probably laughed if you would have told me that on Boxing Day um, but I would also snap your hand off so the boys have been in incredible form to be perfectly honest with you and, and Saturday we we dominated the game from start to finish and I think there were a few worries that we might have a few nerves because we obviously we knew we had to win Um but the boys went out there and put on a very good display. You've been victims of your own success in some respects, haven't you? Because obviously, going on that phenomenal run since Boxing Day, you, you propelled yourself into a position where automatic promotion, and dare I say it, the league championship, was a very real possibility. But with, with you'd come from nowhere. So is that perhaps why, coming towards the end of the season, actually it was it was inevitable that the, the clean sheets and the, you know, the, the heavy victories were, were always going to... Were, were, we're always going to dry up because um, nothing lasts forever. Yeah, but yeah, possibly. I mean, you know, we suspensions, injuries uh, have played a big part. You know, like you, you've mentioned him before on the podcast. You know, Asa White has scored a lot of goals for us, and he's missed our last five games through suspension. Um, and although we're far from a one-man team, is is a big loss. You know, for us, in that coupled with the fact that, as I say, we've we've picked up a few injuries along the way, and and it, and it does it does catch up on you a little bit. Um, that being said, I mean the games that the Cheddar game really we, we probably didn't do ourselves a justice in the first half, but it, it was quite tight. Second half we started really well, got you know equalised ten fifteen minutes into the second half, and then have a man sent off a minute later. Now I know Cheddar didn't think that. that affected the outcome of the game but you know from our point of view it certainly did um, because I think we were going to you know I was quite confident we'd go on to win it um, so that was a little setback and then Backwell probably the nerves you know the most nervous we've been if you like was Backwell and that's probably up there with one of our worst performances of the season because we never really we never really got going um, and, and in fairness in fairness they came they, they had a game plan they did a really good job on us um, but luckily, you know, we got that goal. 
I never say die attitude. We got, we got that goal right at the end, um, in about a sixth minute of injury time to, to give us a what could turn out to be a vital point in the end. Now, forgetting that run that started, of course, just after Christmas, at the outset of this season, had you targeted automatic promotion as the target for Hengrove? Uh, yeah, to be honest with you, that's what, you know, within the within the squad, we knew we had a, a squad that was capable of challenging. Um, it was just a case of how good a start we could get off to and how, you know, what we always said was if, if we can be in contention around about Christmas time. Christmas time in the turn of the year that's what we wanted to be we were probably we were going into December and then we had a poor December um, losing to Malmesbury Chard and Kingston that that set us back a little bit to be honest with you and we were probably a little bit a little bit too far off um, but I think we had you know there were one or two key points right there Kingston when we when we lost to Kingston on Boxing Day they celebrated and you, you know like they just won the league so that that kind of stuck in our stuck in our minds a little bit, and then we played. I think a, a big turning point. We played Wing Canton the following week at home, um, and like I say, we were on the back of three losses. In it, it was a bit of a topsy turvy game. I think we won four three at the end, but again, it was a uh, they equalised real late on, and then we still had managed enough time to go and score that last minute winner, and it just gave us that little bit of confidence to say, you know, we've proved that we can do it now. We, we've stopped the rot, if you like, of, of losing games and, and chucking away silly points. And then we, we just um, carried on from there. So is the job only half done? Or now you've secured um, automatic promotion, is that you satisfied on this season's performance? Uh, no. We, If I'm honest, we, we want to win it. Um, that's out of our hands now. Again, you know, it, it's all down to Wellington, really, now. They know if they win on Saturday at Radstock, which isn't going to be an easy game for them, but they know if they win, they'll, they'll be champions and, and we'll have to settle for runners-up spot. Um, that being said, we know we have to go to Westbury and win. That's not going to be easy. You know, Westbury are under new management. The old Larkle manager from a few seasons back is, is over there, um, in charge over there. and They've got some good players at Westbury, so it's certainly not going to be an easy afternoon for our boys, but all we can do, we can go there a little bit more relaxed, if you like. You know, yes, we know we have to win, but the pressure is definitely off of us. Um, if we win and Wellington drop points, fantastic, we'll be champions. If we win and Wellington win, then you know the best sides won the league, and and that's that's how I how I look at it. I, I've said all season that when Wellington beat us earlier on in the season, I, I thought they were the best team we played. Um, a lot of teams in the first division, I think, feel that they have to pass the ball as much as they possibly can and constantly almost pass the ball to death um, rather than score goals. And I think that, in, you know, in, in the modern-day game, that's, that's kind of a trend that's set in a little bit. And, you know, you, you get nothing for putting 15 passes together, but you do get something if you score a goal. And I certainly think on, on, on that, Westbury, um, sorry, not Westbury, Wellington are the, are the best team we face this season. Well, it's a fitting end to what's been a fantastic season in the Toolstation First Division. I mean, it's a testament to the quality of the division that um, it's come down to such a nail-biting winner-takes-all encounter at the end uh, of the campaign to decide who's going to take the trophy. But um, there is another elephant in this room, Jamie, that we, we, we have to address because um, 
Um, I've enjoyed very much our conversations over the last few weeks on the podcast. And um, I was saddened to see the news that um, next season you won't be leading Hengrove into the Premier Division campaign. No, it's, you know, it, it certainly wasn't an easy decision, but it's something that, something that probably came up last season, if I'm honest. I, I looked into it last season and we wanted to try and, you know, I spoke with the chairman and, and let him know my thoughts. And we probably couldn't find anybody to come and take the job on last year. Um, so we stayed, we won the cup, obviously we won the League Cup last year. And to take us into this season, and it was always the plan really this season to to try to find someone or look around to see if anybody's willing to take it on and, and, and for me to step aside. And, you know, I've had lots of conversations with the club, um, with, with the chairman especially, and to try and, you know, he's tried to persuade me, but I do think that it is the right time for me to step aside, you know. I'm not saying that it's going to be forever, um, but I, certainly I, I need a break. I don't feel that next season I can go into it 100%. If, I, if I'm not going to do it 100%, now I don't feel it's right. It's not fair on me and it's not fair on the club if I, if I went into it in that mindset. Um, they have offered me a, a different role within the club, basically looking after the football side and if it's the if the managers of, of the first team, the reserves of the youth team, if they need anything, they can contact me. And, and that's something that I, I've said that I, I'd be willing to do. Um, I, to, to stay involved, you know, I, I do love the club. I, it is my club, if you like. And I'm certainly not going to be a, not going to be a stranger up there. I'd, I'll probably be to, to the majority of the games, but it just takes that little bit of pressure off not having to, to manage the team. And like I say, you know, I think my first, my first, job in the new uh, new role will be to appoint a first team manager um, which is something that has been you know we have been discussing now for a few weeks and it's certainly something that once the season's over where we, we hope to appoint uh, be able to name that manager and, and move on and hopefully continue to take the club forward because I think that although we're we're not the biggest of clubs and, and obviously you know financially we don't pay out the money or anything like that but I feel you have to keep evolving, you know, when, when a club starts to stand still, you know that it's time, you know, things are going wrong. And, and over the, certainly over the three years since I returned that, and to be perfectly honest with you, since I joined the club, we, we've kind of evolved every year. You know, we, we had a decent season last year, winning the cup, as I say, and finishing sixth or seventh in the league. But we still had to evolve the team. We still had to, we lost four or five players from last season. Um, some that we weren't too bothered about, some that we were, and we've had to bring in new players. And, and I've no doubt that it'll be the same again next year. You know, we, we've already got. A, um, I, I certainly did. I started to think about players for next year, and I, and I know from people that I spoke to about possibly taking over that you know we'll hopefully bring some more players into the club. And and I do know that one or two who will be leaving, unfortunately for for various reasons. So. Hopefully we can keep evolving and keep progressing Hangrove as a football club. Well, personally, Jamie, I was pleased to see that you um, that the crowd size is on the way up. Um, yeah. Obviously, that was one of the things, along with your incredible run of form, that, that originally caught my eye to what's been going on at Hengrove. You've been a fantastic advertisement um, to, the, to, to the First Division. And what's so pleasing to hear you say in this interview is that so much of football um, is a roller coaster and sometimes... 
managers, particularly um, well decorated managers who've com- committed a lot of time and effort to the club, don't always a- they're not always able to leave with the recognition that they deserve and on good terms. But it's wonderful to hear you talk about your continued interest in Hengrove Athletic, and and um, we shouldn't forget, of course. I know even podcast presenters suffer from this that um, we provide our time to our clubs and to the Western League as volunteers in the main. There's no money in it. You're not going to get rich doing what what we do. So um, there is life outside of football, family and friends. And, um, you know, there's plenty of people, I'm sure, who, who can who, who will be listening to this, who will well understand your your decision to uh, to take a step back. But will remember your time at Hengrove fondly for the incredible achievements that you've brought the club. Brilliant. Yeah, it, it, like I say, it, it's a hard decision, um, but I feel that it's the right one. And I, I certainly, I'll be wishing Hengrove the, the very best. I, again, like I say, with 100% commitment, I actually missed the last game of the season on Saturday, um, which I knew about for a long time. And I, I've kind of, when when it um, when it came up, I wasn't too bothered about it because we, we were like mid-table almost or, or fifth or sixth. And I didn't think it would go down to the last game of the season at that time. As the weeks have gone by, I've kind of been hoping that if we would have kept on winning, if we would have kept picking up the points, then we would have already been champions, you know, if, if we would have won those three games where we've dropped points. But it, it'll go down to the to the final game Saturday, and I, I've got full confidence in not only the players, but in uh, John Durbin and Grantley Dix, who have been my, my assistants and have helped me out massively this season, you know. I have missed a, missed a few games um, due to family things earlier on in the season, and They've got a fantastic record. I think they've they played five, won five, scored a hell of a lot of goals, and didn't concede very many. And they they were quick to remind me of that when I came back. <laughs> <laughs> and so hopefully they can carry on that uh, that run of form on Saturday. Jamie, um, well, th- thank you for your candour as always um, with these with these interviews. The podcast, as you know, we're the podcast for the whole of the Western League, so I, I am going to be as impartial as I can be. I think you, you said it earlier in the in the interview that the league table doesn't lie, and if Wellington win, they've won the um, they've won the league, uh, regardless of what what you do. But I'm sure that I speak on behalf of everybody involved in Hengrove Athletic, certainly your supporters, who hope that your side. Uh, on Saturday, do it for Jamie. And another golf fest at Malmesbury, Victoria, where um, Wellington, uh, league leaders Wellington, uh, main- maintain their charge for the title. Yeah, they remain two points clear at the top, uh, ahead of Hengrove. They're probably favourites going into the final game to, to claim that title, uh, thanks to a 4-3 win away at Malmesbury, uh, in front of the biggest crowd of the day in the first division. Uh, Ian Bellinger scored twice, twice for Wellington with goals also from the Jacks, Taylor and Bryant, uh, while Christian Hex, Jamie Packer and Ewan Kenny scored for the hosts uh, in, in their defeat, unfortunately. Now we've had quite a few um, seven goal thrillers in the uh, Toolstation Western League so far but we reflect upon eight goals at uh, uh, Oldland Abertonians although the home fans will certainly not have been going home very happy. No, they're on the uh, the end of a 7-1 defeat at home to Warminster Town unfortunately. Uh, Mark Robinson and Jack Miller keep scoring twice uh, for Warminster uh, with further goals from the away side coming from Charlie Walton, Eben Morton, Taylor and George Butler in a, in a really comprehensive win. And now Portis Head Town at home to Bishop's Lydiard. Yeah, Portis Head, a good 2-0 win uh, at home to Bishop's Lydiard. Uh, both goals coming from Dan Parslow. Uh, obviously, Bishop's Lydiard uh, sitting quite high up in six. Uh, so, so a good result for Portis Head. 
Well, another touch of the curse of the podcast. Poor old Radstock's season was slightly derailed just after we spoke to, to their manager, Shane Smith. They, uh, their great form went on a slight blip, and now that, um, that favour has been passed to Bishop Sutton by the looks of things. Um, they, 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 they came to uh, Southfield's recreation ground, um, but uh, didn't come away with any of the points. No, uh, this one probably went with the, uh, the form uh, a little bit. Uh, Bradstock, their sixth one in a row. Uh, a 3-0 win at home to Bishop Sutton. Uh, there was a known goal, uh, plus also goal uh, strikes from uh, Jack Wickham and uh, Tom Stott helping them to the win. And finally, we look to the green side of the Soma Valley now, Welton Rovers. They were at home to Caution Town and the Green Army's disappointing end to this season continues. Yeah, they've dropped down to 20th below their opponents. Uh, following a 2-1 defeat at home at West Clue. Uh, Caution looked like they might have been in a bit of relegation bother maybe a month and a half ago, but they've really turned it on recently. Uh, and this one was handed to them uh, thanks to first-half goals from Tom Harvey and Marcus Brown. So then, Tom, um, we've got fixtures coming up starting on Tuesday the 25th of April in the Premier Division. Do you want to take us through those? Yeah, of course. Um, on Tuesday evening, we're in four Premier Division fixtures, uh, setting us up for the final day of the season on Saturday. Uh, we have Cadbury Heath taking on Gillingham Town, Oddown versus Longwell Green Sports, Street versus Bridlington, and Willem Rovers host uh, Bristol Manor Farm, obviously going in search of the, uh, the 100 points. Wednesday in the first division, we've got a single match with Roman Glass and George taking on Calm Town. And there is the um, Gloucester Football Association Challenge Trophy final on Thursday the 27th of April when Cadbury Heath take on Fairford Town. So we wish the very best to our member club Cadbury Heath. So we start um, by looking at the fixtures on Saturday the 29th of April in the Premier Division where both matters of promotion and relegation have been settled. Yeah, as you say, a full set of fixtures, fixtures on the final Saturday. Uh, we've got Bradford Town taking on Willen Rovers, Bridport versus Bitten, Bridlington taking on Hallen, uh, Bristol Manor Farm, uh, top of the table taking on Sherbourne, bottom of the table, uh, Cleveland Town versus Chiffing Sodbury Town, Longwell Green Sports versus Gillingham Town, who obviously will be no longer with us next season. Uh, Melksham Town, uh, they finish at home, they take on Wells City. Odd Down, last year's champions, take on Buckland Athletic. Shepton Mallet take on Street and Cadbury Heath uh, on the back of their final on Thursday evening they travel to take on Street Still more to be settled in the first division uh, do you want to take us through those fixtures Tom? Yeah and there's also a full uh, round of fixtures obviously in the uh, in the first division on the final Saturday uh, starting with Bishop Sutton uh, versus Calm Town Chard Town take on Warminster Town uh, Almondsbury Uwe travel to take on Chippenham Park uh, Divisor Town take on Cheddar Ashton Backwell United travel to take on Canesham Town Oldland Abertonians are at home to Roman Glass and George Portstead Town host Caution Town Bradstock Town host Wellington Welton Rovers take on Malmesbury Victoria Hingrove Athletic uh, recently promoted they travel to take on Westbury United and finally Wincanton Town uh, versus Bishop's Lydiard Thanks for that, Tom. Now, before I ask you for your standout fixtures of the weekend, let's have a quick look at the tables because these really inform the business that's left to be concluded in the Tall Station Western League. In both the Premier, to a lesser extent, certainly in the First Division. Obviously, Manor Farm have already won the, um, the Premier Division. They've played 36. They've got 96 points. Really, what's interesting between now and the end of the season is whether they can break that 100-point barrier, whether they can get 
get to 102 points. Street are already nailed on for second place. They've played 36. They've got 86. They can get up to 92 points, but they can't be caught by either Melksham or Buckland. Melksham currently in third. They've played 37. They've got 82 points. Buckland Athletic, they've played 37. They've got 82 points. So it is, it is the fight for third um, that could be concluded on Saturday in the Premier Division. Looking lower down the table, and um, poor old Sherbourne, they've gone. Um, they've got 13 points after 37 matches. They can only get a maximum of 16, which means Bitten and Hallen are safe. Bitten, 37 points, nine, 37 games played, 19 points. Hallen, 37 games played, 22 points. So Hallen can only be caught on, uh, on goal difference if Bitten do manage to win and Hallen um, fail to. So that, uh, that's the scene in the Premier Division. In the First Division, things are a lot more interesting. There is a, a still a race for the title. Uh, in the first division, Wellington on top at the moment. 41 games played, 89 points. Two points behind them are Hengrove Athletic. 41 games played, 87 points. It's winner takes all. Well, nearly. If Wellington win, there's nothing Hengrove can do. But if Hengrove win, then Wellington must win on Saturday to take the league title. Um, in third, Cheddar, uh, pretty much, well, they are nailed on. 41 games played, 82 points. And then Canesham back in fourth, 41 played, 78 points. In terms of matters at the bottom of the table, well, Almondsbury Uwe, uh, they will finish um, bottom of the table. 41 played, 28 points. And then above them, you've got Carl Town, 40 games played, 34 points. Only three points above them, Welton Rovers, they've played 41. So that's one game more than Carl, and, uh, and they've, got, they've got 37. So still, maybe only pride, but still plenty to play for on the final weekend of the Tool Station Western League. Tom, and um, if we go back over those fixtures that you've just talked to us about, where, where do you see the key games taking place? I mean, the two in the first division at Southfield and Meadow Lane, which uh, where the title will be decided. Obviously, we've got Wellington travelling to take on a really good Bradstock Town team who have uh, won six league games in a row. So, obviously, finding form at just the right time. Uh, they're 10 unbeaten in the league altogether, uh, and that will be a really, really tough game for Wellington. Obviously, they a win will assure them of the title, and uh, if they do, that will be very much deserved. Um, and then we've got Angrove, obviously, two points behind them. Uh, a win for them, uh, plus a draw for Wellington would, would, would lead the title in their, in their hands. Uh, but they travel to uh, Meadow Lane to, to face a, a Westbury United side who won four uh, home games uh, on the spin at home uh, in the league. Uh, so, obviously, they're another, another tough, tough fixture. So, for both the sides chasing uh, uh, the, the, um, the title in the first division, uh, Absolutely cracking entertainment in the first division, as you rightly say. I certainly can't improve upon that, Tom. So much so that um, I will be at Radstock Town against Wellington because I think that's probably going to be where the, the future of the first division title is, um, is secured. Um, Wellington, of course, if they win that game, then they have won the league. Radstock, though, more than capable of causing an upset, which would open the door for Hengrove, but then they've got to win, as you say, at Westbury. So plenty of football to be decided on our final weekend. I'm certainly looking forward to taking my family to Southfield's Recreation Ground, catch up with a few old friends and watch a cracking game of football. Just before we let you go, Tom, um, obviously you've, put, you've, you've penned this week's bulletin and I know you've also penned your column for the non-league paper. Where can readers find that? 
Yeah, so the uh, the non-league column in the in the non-league paper, uh, looking back at the five fixtures that took place in the uh, Premier Division last weekend, that's uh, in the Step Five section of the, the non-league paper instead, and also the bulletin uh, along one of the tabs along the top of the official tool station uh, Western League website. Well, that's nearly it from Tom and myself for this week's podcast. Save one last piece of news to bring you. Many of you will probably be already aware that um, Friday the 28th of April is Football Shirt Friday. That's the adult version of Mufti Day, where you get to take your football shirt to work, pay £2 to Cancer Research UK to support the Bobby Moore Fund, of course, tackling bowel cancer. Very worthwhile cause. Um, It's something that goes on across the country in offices, schools and in other communities. I shall certainly be wearing my uh, football shirt. It'll be an interesting one, I'm sure, for listeners of the podcast um, to to see which which football shirt I will be wearing. Uh, Maybe that will show something of my allegiances in the Western League. Um, But um, I'll be supporting it and I certainly hope that the member clubs across the Toolstation Western League will be doing their bit to raise money for this excellent cause. Anyway, that's um, enough from me and my soapbox for another week. Um, You've been listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with myself and Tom Hiscott. I I hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to catching up with you next week. 